a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a food dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them well a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. And take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. Welcome. It is the Outdoor Zone, and uh, we are live in the bunkhouse. Uh, you got us coming in. We five by five over there. All right. I Double like it. thumbs. I like it. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every, I don't know what today is. Sunday. 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 Oh, Sunday. My. Sunday. Goodness, Sunday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. and 24 7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. My name is Cody Ryan, and I am uh, sitting in with my good buddy, Beefsteak Disco. Oh, yeah. Good morning, <laughs> Beef. And uh, Jack of All Trades, making it happen, making the magic happen as we've got kind of a mixed weird situation going on over here well you weird for you no well no. yes <laughs> i guess so i, like I am how... in lafayette louisiana well as, what... as far as i made it oh, it was oh lafayette but hey you... before we get going in that i want to tell you about our friends over at mcbride's guns i've got none of my paperwork that i normally carry that uh, tells me exactly what I'm supposed to say, and um, <laughs> so I've got I've got some of the some of the stuff you know memorized. I've got <laughs> actually some of the paperwork on my computer that I'll be reading from. But I wanted to tell you about our friends at Bride's Guns. You know they've been our hometown gun shop for, uh, for for as long as I can remember. They support our community. They support groups around the community. McBride's Guns is the place to go. They got an on-site on-site gunsmith right there if you need anything modified fixed repaired they've got uh they can order anything you need special ammo any of that kind of stuff go see our friends at mcbride's guns they're at the same place they've been for many many years at the corner of 30th and lamar you can call them at 512-472-3532 you can also check them out online mcbridesguns.com because mcbride's guns yeah they're our hometown gun shop uh i saw you making your bed back there it looks so beautiful oh uh, man i just like i, I just i is got that what you habit. do i don't make my bed i necessarily but i just just kind of straighten it out a little bit you know lafayette are you uh yeah, so i only are? made it to uh the plan trying to get this this adjusted here hold on well, La Lafayette, stuff. you got to say Lafayette. That's how they say it over there. Lafayette. 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 See, we, we argue about pronunciation on things all the time. And I'm not sure yes. if you just do it on purpose. You have a weird, uh, you have a weird accent. I have a like local, a local one. It's how they say Illinois. it. Illinois. No, you're from <laughs> Illinois. I, I was That's not born there. I tell you, I was born in Denver, Colorado. Colorado. That's, that's how they right. say it. 
Oh my god. So uh I'm in Lafayette, Louisiana. There you go. And I uh started driving yesterday. I'm on a I'm I'm on a trek to basically Washington, DC. I'm out I think Marbury, Maryland is where the tournament that I'm fishing is going out of there on the Potomac River, but it's just a few miles south of Washington, D.C. So you're never going to get there, bro. You six hours to go to Lafayette. That's it. How did you? That's, uh, no, I was on the road all day yesterday. I sat in traffic for three hours. There oh, were two times. Houston. No, it was uh, Orange, Texas oh. was the worst one. One was in Beaumont and one was in Orange, Texas, where I got stuck and diverted off the interstate. <laughs> one of those deals where you're like on the on the highway, everything comes to a stop and you put your truck in park <laughs> on the highway <laughs> and get out. I got you know, I, I got out a couple of times for, you know, different, uh, like I have a cooler in the back of the truck, you know, with drinks and ice and I'm getting out and getting different drinks and ice out of the cooler <laughs> with my, on the highway with my truck in park, nobody Man, moving. That's no good. Uh-uh. It really wasn't that bad. I was able to catch up on emails. And uh, if you keep I your was, door open, you can pee right there too. Well, that was the both missing link. If they had, if they had bathrooms, you know, <laughs> if there's a reasonable way to use the restroom to uh, pee, then it wouldn't have been all that bad. You know, it was kind of a nice break from the driving. Oh my gosh! Uh, but I didn't make it very far. No. So I've got. It's almost like sixteen hundred miles or something to DC, and man. man, I got I got a long way to go. At this but rate, it's going to take you a week to get up yeah. there. Yeah, at this right now, I know it was bad. So I built a uh, this past uh, week before I left. I I took a bunch of stuff from my shop. This old. Uh, bed cover you know truck bed cover thing and cut it up and had this old bracket from another truck and it happened to fit perfectly together i put them together and i built this thing that sits on top of my back seat that's just a flat hard surface that sits along the back seat of my truck no way and you're not sleeping it, back there are you what are you doing with that yeah that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to sleep on for the next 24 hours as I finish my trek to Washington D.C. Well, on the boat. I have so. so many good roads to tell you about that are beautiful motorcycle roads up there, but you don't want those, right? No, I don't want beautiful roads. No, <laughs> I don't want beautiful roads. At beautiful this point. curvy roads. At this point, road. I just want direct routes. <laughs> so I've got the route. I've got it figured out, and I'll be uh, as soon as we're done here. I'll be throwing everything from this chain restaurant, chain restaurant, chain hotel, which I will not. I call it a big box hotel. Yeah, big box hotel. I'm not giving the <laughs> the name of it. They don't deserve it. And uh, I'll be leaving here and heading towards uh, towards D.C., but I'll be living in my truck from this point forward. Man, I can't wait. You're going to have to, uh, why don't you record that like a Netflix type of binge thing where you you know, record well, I am. I mean, I've kind of got a little bit of it going on okay. already. So, yeah. Hey, I, you would so, be proud of us yesterday, buddy. Did you see yeah. that that picture I sent you where we went to the yes. Robert J. Kemp fishery um, where the hatchery in San Marcos? We were learning about with Kids Outdoor Zone every month, the second Saturday of every month, we take kids out into the outdoors for some activity, and it's a beautiful thing. And we were talking about conservation and so we went to a place that says they supply over a million fish a year to ponds, waterway. They even swapped with uh, the Colorado guys came down and they pulled catfish from that hatchery and they brought trout in from Colorado. It was pretty cool. Uh, I also thought of you when we went over to one great big. Like, I have a problem with that. Five eight, Hang on. I want to tell you about the five acre. Okay. It was the share lunker, uh, whatever hatchery, holding tank or hatchery yes, or for which one? for 
um, well, it was a holding tank. They hatcheries inside, and then they transfer them. They get this big pipe system and all that. It's really cool. But it was all Florida bass strain. Yeah, Florida strain. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they talked about the share Lunker program and how they get to grow. I mean, just it's really cool. But what is the problem? What do you have a problem with? These poor boys went over there, and now you got a problem? They really enjoyed about conservation, giving back, because as much as we crowd the streams and as much as we do in the waterways, we gotta we got to repopulate that. I mean, they do a lot of work no, to figure I, that I out. No, I agree. I, I'm talking about I have a problem with the uh, with the trout thing. Oh, the, the Swaparena or Swaparino? Yeah. Why why are we forcing these trout into our I mean, I guess it's something to catch and it's kind of fun, I guess, in ponds and stuff like that, but they don't last. They don't live for any period of time. Mm. And uh they're not native in our area, yet we scream time I mean, you can get deep and deep into it, but we scream time and time again over all these non-native species that enter our waterways and yet we're mm. dumped hundreds of thousands of non-native species into waterways so people can catch them. Things that actually don't sustain life, you know, in most of these water, anyway. Well, they're going to like the Guadalupe, you know, where they put the trout. It's cold water where it's coming off Canyon Dam, and it's always like 68 degrees or something. I mean, it's just... uh, That's like the one place where they actually live. Right. Where they they make it. Yeah, and they trout fit. They, They have trout fest every year. Down yeah. there, it's pretty cool. It's probably the best place to go trout fishing south, from what I hear. That's good. Yeah, or the only, oh, the yeah, only place. Yeah. Probably so. But uh, well, that's not true because they dump the trout, like I said, in ponds uh, or you know areas like that, creeks, rivers, different areas around the state, mm-hmm. a couple or once or twice a year, and uh, you're allowed to go out there and fish for them, and it's no catch and release you know, kind of deal. Remember Yeah, all the trout stockings? That oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're doing that. They were just talking about it. And uh, the other one is that they're, hey, I was surprised at, that they're dump lot, a lot of bluegill. And they say that it's good food for the bass. That they're yeah, ba- baby. Yeah, yeah their baby. bass in there won't eat, um, won't eat regular, you know, like pellet food or anything like that. They said that those aggressive big Bass, all they want is live fish. That's all they'll eat. Well, a big old boy like you can understand that. You're not going <laughs> to eat any, like, pellet food either, are you? Well, that's why I have this hat on for hardcore carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take our first break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk fishing. I'll tell you a little bit about our trip to D.C., plus what's going on. Absolutely unbelievable uh, going on up north right now in New York. Uh, we got news of the weird, all your favorite segments coming up. We are live from, well, not all from the bunkhouse, live from Lafayette, Louisiana. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Mama would come out. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the pickup, gave her the gas. I'm going out to catch a five-pound bass. Yeah, baby. Five-pound bass, uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what else. Hey. You know it's ram season gets even better at Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. Right now, you can get 2.9% financing for 72 months on all 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad or Crew Cabs. That's right, 2.9% financing. You don't hear about that right now. I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying you don't hear about 2.59% financing on anything. That's the best financing on any truck in Central Texas. And at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, you'll find a supersized selection of Rams to choose from with the largest inventory of Ram trucks in all of Central Texas. Our inventory has never been this big of 20 to 2023, 1500 
quad cabs, crew cabs, heavy duty Rams, both 25 and 3500s. For the best selection, and Niles promised to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183, or online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. So, uh, before the break, we... We're talking a little bit of fishing mm-hmm. and uh, beefsteak during the break swears that you can buy baby bass to fish with. That's at, what, you can. No, you cannot. That is a game <sighs> fish. That would be illegal if the they hat- were selling baby bass to, as bait. Uh, I don't make It's baby bass bait, maybe. No, 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 they no. They got baby bass as a color if of you- an artificial bait. No, no, no. If you walk into Cabela's and you go out to the back where the aquarium is and you on the door, it says live bait and it says you a said, dozen. And you, cost. and you give three knocks on the back door. You do. You do. By a, by a, uh, followed by a four second pause and then two more knocks and a. <laughs> and they'll bring out baby bass for you. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll bring them out in a black bag. They will. It, in a bl- black bag so nobody sees it. Oh, my god! Black market bass. I can't believe you're going there. And, and so, anyways, it's a running joke, but they had a bunch of, uh, uh, I'll send you the picture. They had one at the hatchery where they had all these baby bass. Because they raise Guadalupe bass there and then repopulate. So, Guadalupe bass is... Yeah. Only found in Central Texas mm-hmm. is the state fish of Texas. Yep, and uh, yeah. So and it's kind of cool. You, they they run water directly. I don't want to spend a lot of time. Just wanted to finish it up saying they run water directly out of the San Marcos River, and they don't have to do anything to it. It's so beautiful. It's pure. It's we got the right perfect amount of. Uh, Minerals. Uh, minerals in it, yeah, for fishy, slimy, fishy, whatever. From all the college tubing ex- <laughs> exploitations <laughs> that take place in San Marcos, Texas. Only I only know because I spent. I bet you a did few, a few years there in San Marcos, Texas, myself living there. Yeah, we we went and learned about fish, but then I did. You see that picture of us at the Redneck of Paradise, where the boys got to go and swing yeah. from a big rope and they had uh it was beautiful it's a lagoon off of uh off of the san marcus river beautiful place man it was so much i like fun. it i thought you would be proud of us for going and talking about fishing and conservation you don't hear about yes. that much do you you always hear about big animal stuff yeah well it happens uh man there's an event going on right now it the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour is going on in Cayuga, Cayuga Lake in Union Springs, New York right now. Mm-hmm. Those guys battled through the smoke earlier in the week that had come through New York. They couldn't hardly see. All their eyes were burning during practice in the first couple of days of the tournament. Apparently, skies have cleared, and the last few days of fishing have been absolutely phenomenal. These guys are catching giant bags of smallmouth smallmouth bass i think like yesterday's uh leading weight uh for the day was like 29 pounds there were 40 guys left in the tournament and like 35 of them had caught over 20 pounds oh on their God. best five fish <laughs> of smallmouth wow they would catch like a four pounder and they would say, oh, man, I got to find a big one. Darn it. It's only four. It's only a four-pound smallmouth. Darn it. I need to find a big one. Just unbelievable to me, being particularly from Texas. Yeah. And, you know, where we have a couple of smallmouth fisheries and a three-pounder is a giant one mm-hmm. where we are. They they weren't even looking at at three pounders. The average fish weighed just over four pounds that was weighed in yesterday, something like that. So, so their their largemouth bass population is pretty low up there? Is that what it is? No, and, and in fact, apparently in Cayuga, some of the guys were largemouth fishing 
Uh, but they were only catching like 21 pounds a day and it took 25 or 26 pounds a day to, <laughs> which anything over 20 pounds on a five fish limit, That's, I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah. I've only, I've only weighed in national level events. I've only weighed in a couple twice, uh, bags over 20 pounds. Hmm. So like in my life, you know. Of course, I've only been doing it on a national scale for a couple few years now, but uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh-oh, can you hear that baby next door crying? No, I can't. Probably woke him up. <laughs> that, Sorry, that's kind of crazy. In your big box uh, hotel, you got babies yes. crying. Man, what's next? Sirens are going to go off. There's going to be. A I'll tell you what. Bust. I'll tell you what. This the thing that. I did not check that I should have last night was the, and, and I don't know if people do this as a joke because this has happened to me before. Do you, have you ever heard of them setting the alarm to like some ungodly hour for in you the hotel room, like the clock alarm, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I think people do that and then leave. I think it's a That's joke. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You think it's like a joke oh, yeah. thing? Yeah. Definitely. They're screwing with me. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, I, it happened. I used to good old a, good old five a.m. wake up call this morning <laughs> from my alarm, and then you're up, you know, with lights on because you have no idea how to turn this cube thing off next to your bed. So you got all the lights on, trying to find the buttons to make this stop, and then you don't want to just hit snooze because you know it'll happen in ten more minutes. You know, it'll go off again, and so. You've got to actually turn it off. Yeah, and I guess so nobody uses nobody yeah. uses an alarm anymore. I mean, you got your phone and all that, right? Yeah, you always set your phone, right? Remember in the good old days when we used to have a we'd call to the front desk and have a wake up call. Though <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yes, you, I felt so important. Anymore? Yeah, of course you can. I don't know about it at the big and, box store, but you can at the regular ones. You just yeah. call in. You feel so important, right? You're like, yes, I would yes. like a 5.35 a.m. wake-up call. That used to be the only way yeah. that you would, I mean, you wouldn't set an alarm in a room or anything. Right. No. You, you didn't have a cell phone. You That would be your, that would be how you woke up in the morning was a wake-up call. If you were in a hotel, you would call for a wake-up call. And it wasn't even, back in the day, it wasn't even automated. It was one where they literally dialed your phone and said, Good morning. Oh, this yeah. is time for your wake up call. And then it got out yeah. uh, then it got automated where they just punched in the time and someone, you know, the a machine called you. You know. But that wasn't too bad. But anyway, I used to uh I used to do something where you'd take a shower and you know how the uh the mirror gets all fogged up, you know, in the if you take showers. You okay. probably don't over there. You're like, I don't want to touch it, it's not clean. But anyways, uh, when it got all fogged up, I would write really not clean. I would, I would write on the mirror with my finger, you know, the little grease from your finger. I'd write Jesus saves. Oh. <laughs> and then, uh, so what would happen is when someone took a shower, the Nick, you oh, know, Lord. next time and it was all fogged up, it only said right on the top, right on the mirror, Jesus saves. <laughs> so oh, I was Lord. like, all right, there's, there you go, man. You were playing Jesus, is what you're saying. The, yeah. Well, I wouldn't, but, you know, I was well, promoting. Well, you were. <laughs> but, I mean, you imagine if somebody, you know, got out, they, you know, for whatever reason, they weren't feeling too good, and they took a shower, and they opened up the, the shower curtain, and there it was right on the window. Jesus saves. What would but you, you know what, they don't clean that window or mirror. Not up high you know, where very, I put it. No, never, because they're. Yeah. The people cleaning are short usually. <laughs> Just saying, but anyways, You're back totally to fish profiling. Totally back to fishing, man. Come on, I know that yeah. we gotta we gotta go back there, make a U turn, <laughs> go back. So, uh, like I said uh, last segment, I'll be heading to Washington D.C. and uh, the fishing on the Potomac River. I've done a little bit of I, so. This is something that's kind of historic for me uh to make this trip and to and to fish this place because i've been watching it for years and years and years whether it be the bass masters or flw 
or Major League Fishing, they've all been going there for years, decades. Yep. And it's there's some phenomenal events, some uh, just really, really cool tournaments that have been um, that have taken place on the legendary Potomac River. I'm telling and you, so you've got really to neat. make a picture of you standing up on the bow of your ship going across the Potomac, and you need to reenact that picture of George Washington crossing the Potomac yeah. on Christmas morning to change the the way the you know the change the way the war was going. Yeah, that was the day well, that be, changed everything. The momentum shifted. It, it'll be it'll be very interesting. Uh, just to be there. I know that I'm just a few miles, I'll be launching just a few miles south of DC. And so I may make a little trip up to DC just to, you know, just go, to go do the tourist thing, go see the Washington Monument. And, well, uh, just to drive, well, by boat though. I just want to drive up oh, there by boat. That's a different perspective. You know? Yeah, it's just a few. I mean, it's just a couple miles up the river, up the yeah. Potomac, and uh, by boat. And I just thought that would be cool, you know? Like, a lot of people go to D.C. and do that whole thing, but I'll do it from the water, you know? There's probably less people that do it that way, so. That's probably the coolest thing I've ever heard you uh, you talk about or think of doing. That was That's <laughs> cool. I mean, yeah, that's unique. Cool. I'll tell you what else is cool, is I'll be cruising in the Altrua Health Share wrapped boat <laughs> finding affordable top quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen entrepreneurs those who are self-employed but altrua health share they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing in medical needs for over 25 years altrua health share is not insurance however it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs altrua health share is a health care sharing ministry Members commit to a statement of standards, which includes a healthy lifestyle. Then members contribute each month to a membership escrow, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. Let me tell you, there's no more, there's no simpler way to do healthcare, and uh, I, I wouldn't do it any other way. My family's covered and protected by my uh, by Altrua Healthshare, and absolutely love the way it's done. So. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, coming up next, News the Weird. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the Bunkhouse 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. Hi, welcome back. It is The Outdoor Zone. We are live. Well, some from the bunkhouse and others from Lafayette, Louisiana, in a big box motel room but uh beefsteak what you got for me buddy? oh man i i hope yesterday you know when you were sitting in line waiting you were thinking about who needs to service your truck or any vehicle that you have and you know my go-to place if you ask me would be sun automotive you know everybody even cody ryan at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired it'd be hard to find a mechanic you trust we use our friends over at sun auto service you know, Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. I think that's before you were born, Cody Ryan. And uh, each and every Sun Automotive worker works hard to demonstrate they take pride in what they do. And we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. So follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials. You know, you can go to the sunautoservice.com or you could just go right to the location. Mine is 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park and 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Once again, follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week at sunautoservice.com. 
Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. I found this article you sent over uh, very interesting. It was maybe not the weirdest thing we've got on our list of things to go over, but I found it was uh, definitely something that we as outdoorsmen, we deal with. Oh, yeah. In in different places all around the country at different times. It's something that, uh, you know, it's just it's just something we deal with and have to figure out and and probably in a lot of ways probably do not take it as serious as we probably should considering some of the illness you can get from mosquitoes yeah but you know where we're located Uh in central texas it's not nearly as bad as some of the other places right and so we yeah, don't but think we about travel, it. Travel well. So this is a top ten list. Mm-hmm. A top ten list of the uh, percentage was determined by a hundred point scale based on average summer temperature, rainfall, number of mosquito species, West Nile cases, cases, and I thought this was interesting. Google searches per one hundred thousand people <laughs> relating to mosquito prevention. Oh, that was part of the studies. Uh, quantification for this top 10 list of places with mosquitoes and uh, mosquito outbreaks. It was all uh, also delivered a surprise placing South Dakota at number three. Can South you believe Dakota's that? Dakota's high number of West Nile cases, Google searches and average summer temperatures push the state into the third spot. The fourth and fifth spots on the list went to New York and Texas Delaware and Nebraska both tied for six. But here's the list. Louisiana, number one. I'm sitting in the mosquito capital <laughs> of the world right you, now. Yeah, you're going to go outside. You better spray. You better spray before yeah. you. And, and you know, this time of year, I carry spray with me. No matter where you are, you have to have some spray, even if it's just for uh, uh, chiggers. You know, if you got to walk through some tall grass or something like that. That's the worst. Chiggers like it, are worse than mosquitoes. It makes bro. me it makes me cringe watching like somebody trek across a median or <laughs> into any tall grass like this time of year. You're like, it makes me like it Yeah. I, I Wait twenty four hours, bro. It's a delayed reaction a day, bomb. A day or two, that person is going to be miserable. What are they doing? Don't do it. Don't walk through that grass. I saw somebody do it the other day. I can't remember where, but I remember thinking, no, 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 (laughs) no. It was just a short little stint that they walked through this tall stuff, but they had like shorts and tennis shoes on. You know, they hadn't sprayed up, obviously. And they walked through this tall grass section. I thought, oh, no. You just ruin the next two weeks of your existence because there's going to be little red bumps that will that are made of Satan's. <laughs> they are Satan's demons. Itch. Yeah, they they are. My sugar uh, bites are. Yeah. My well, anyway. it, it it is something that's a delayed reaction, so people don't realize it. And my uh, yeah, my grandson, we went fishing, and he was sitting down on the bank, you know. Uh, and got in some grass, and man, a day later, our daughter called us. What did you do? What happened? He's got all these things all over. Can't even go to school. Yeah, he had it down in the pawpaw patch, deep down, where they seek yeah. moist, dark places. And oh man, okie doke, okie doke. <laughs> Number one for mosquitoes, Louisiana. The hot and humid climate of the Bayou State is mosquitoes' playground, obviously. we got swamps all around here. I say we, because I'm down here in Lafayette right. right now, Stan, down in Lafayette, Louisiana. And uh, Florida is number two. You know, got a very similar climate as Louisiana. South Dakota, 
surprising. Raining in number three. Yeah. That was very surprising because it's a dry climate, you know, but it was it was third spot mostly because of the high rate of West Nile virus cases in 2022. You know, they probably. That's unreal to me. Did they have it or they were just Googling about it? Plus the relatively oh. high number 40 uh, different mosquito species that live there. Did you know that? There were numerous mosquito species? I, I can't imagine. No, I had no clue either. I would never apparently would have thought. North da- or, South apparently Dakota. South Dakota has one of the most diverse mosquito uh, popula- species populations. <laughs> they have a bunch of different kinds of mosquitoes didn't I, know that was a thing. they're all confused they they ended up there they don't know where they are you know got off track new york is number four it's uh uh ended up four places uh in the fourth place also due to its number of west nile cases and overall mosquito species so much to the same as South Dakota, number four. Texas, the Lone Star State, has a good, diverse climate the mosquitoes thrive in, plus a high number of mosquito species. Now, let's So let's we even pause. have them here in Texas, yeah, multiple let, Let's pause species. on that for a sec. Because, you know, those little teeny black ones are the one that always surprised me in Central Texas. But I don't see a lot of mosquitoes. But you go down to Houston, that's a whole different story over there or, or over in, you know, Lake Livingston in that area. You know, East Texas. It, it's they come in waves. Is what I've noticed. It seems like, you know, you get the right conditions for a couple of days, and all of a sudden they pop out, and it's insane for like a week or two, and then it kind of goes away, and then they come back, you know, a week or two, and it's like waves of mosquitoes. Well, I don't know if they travel. I don't know. You, you know, know any of those like things that you have hatch. You know, like old tires that collect water. Oh, man, that's a great yeah. place for them. Buckets that you don't turn over. You know, all these little places that hold water. That's what you want to get rid of to keep that yeah. mosquito population yeah. and down. I, I was talking. Yeah, I was talking. I mean, how do you do it if you got a pond or something like that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, you got to keep water moving. You got to put a pump in it. And then that's not always good for your pond, depending on how it's set up. There's different, you know, methods behind all that stuff, too. So uh, I also saw some, like, livestock buck, uh, uh, watering troughs or something, you know. They make, like, a, I think, something you can drop in there that will not allow mosquitoes to make larvae in these watering troughs and watering buckets or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, a biscuit. They've got little biscuits that you put in that that will cause it. it, They won't hatch, from my understanding. They're kind of cool. You can pop them right in a feed tank or whatever. But yeah, I was just thinking about the picture that I recently saw and my wife uh, who lived in South Texas and the Harlingen and McAllen area for a long time. And it was a picture of this big truck spraying out a huge cloud and all these kids were following it in their bikes and it said DEET on the side of it, you know, where they used to spray yeah. along the, the border and where the, where the I don't know what it's, what, what do they call it down there where you have a waterway? They, well, they used to do it in Houston yeah, Houston, Texas. My old man used to. I mean, it, it explains a lot. Uh, but my old man would follow it on his bicycle too. Uh, I'll tell you something that I really, really am um, really enjoy is having a, somebody to talk to at a bank. So somebody dealing with your money. Uh, I like to have that community bank that you can actually talk to a person that's dealing with your money at your bank. Keystone Bank. Keystone Bank, where the founders of Jeff Wilkinson and his team operated right there in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's where why they're so invested in their community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. 
they always go the extra mile to help out neighbors and reach their financial goals. Authentic connections and exceptional service, and I can vouch for that. They are absolutely awesome. If you need something, you call them, you email them, they respond. To learn more or get started with a Keystone account, visit one of their locations in person, 11500 BK Road, West Austin, 500 Bressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas, or just go to their website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Game Warden Field Notes coming up next. You do not want to miss it. We're going to teach you how to, well, keep bears out of the way. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone Live of the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are here. We're live from wherever we are. It's the, uh, for me, it's the, the, Oh, where am I? The uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette, Louisiana. And I'm Cody Ryan, your host, sitting in with me this morning. Beefsteak. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Beefsteak. Good morning. And uh, Jack of All Trades making it happen. Jack of All Trades is uh, twisting wires, making it happen. Behind the scenes, getting me in from Lafayette, Louisiana. While uh, him and Beefsteak are there in the bunkhouse. Let me tell you about partsview.com. Something beefsteak absolutely needs to uh <laughs> order from to get that old tin can behind his house running so he can get on the water this year at some point make his annual boating trip <laughs> with that boat that he has mm. partsview.com an online shop for all your boating needs you know partsview p-a-r-t-s-v-u.com i found them and used them long before they were a supporter of the Outdoor Zone. So, I i mean, I trusted them. It was really cool. I had to do some maintenance on my boat motor, and uh, I went online, found Parts View. They come, in these ma- they come out with these maintenance kits that give you exactly what you need to do your own service on your motor and uh, saves you tons of money, tons of money, hundreds of dollars. They got over 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands like Starbrite, AFCO. Uh, they also have OEM, Genuine OEM, Yamaha, Mercury, Suzuki, as well as Maricruiser parts. Check out our friends at partsview.com. Hey, you want to save some money? Use Outdoor Zone 10 for $10 off, $100 or more. Partsview.com. P A R T S V U. Com. Now it's time for this week's Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. All right, so this isn't exactly game worn related, but it's it's, it's cool. along the same lines. Yeah, it's I mean, cool, man. Uh, you sent me an article, basically an advertisement, I believe it was. It was just a paid advertisement article, but it was but, cool. But it definitely brought along some, yeah, some very cool information and some that uh, I thought was not relevant. As more and more people wander into bear country, uh, huh? Not relevant. Okay, you're gonna, well, we're going to have to talk about this one. Well, they just—I don't know. I I just read articles. I read everything right now as everything is opinionated. Everything is yeah, opinionated. We heard right. You there say is that no true time. news anymore. It doesn't exist. I went into this. I know. I go into this probably every week, but there is no true news. I read it all, and everything has an opinion or leans some. It does, and I'm not saying just politically or whatever. Just everything has an opinion, and I just wish there were more. 
I don't know. Maybe I need to go read like technical reports or something for <laughs> something that's just. But even those, I'm sure, has some, have some skewed language. Maybe I'm just picky for finding what that language is. But anyway, as more and more people wander into bear country, wow, that was a weird rant. Yeah, human bear encounters will happen more often, which is not good for either party. Commercial pepper sprays formulated specifically for bear deterrent can offer a great peace of mind in these instances. <laughs> and the sprays have become so popular, many bears actually like the taste. No, mm -hmm. I'm kidding. Uh, many <laughs> national parks like Yellowstone now offer bear spray rentals to tourists. Oh, my See, and gosh. it says in this article, it said now offer bear spray rentals to smart tourists. <laughs> See how that's opinionated yeah. <laughs> uh, and how that's skewed to make you believe one way. And now you're going to rent bear spray. So you're not a dumb tourist. Right. That's right. Well, See? How, Every article is written that way. That's what go, bothers me. If you're going to go take a selfie with a bear, you're going to have you need some kind of protection. You're not supposed to take <laughs> selfies with the bears. First of all, uh, this company Saber, originally founded in 1975, was built on built on small canisters of consumer grade self defense pepper sprays intended for humans. Uh, the idea of using these sprays as bear repellent didn't originate until the 1980s when the first bear sprays were developed at the University of Montana. I thought this was interesting, though. Uh, the animals have eyes and they breathe oxygen, just like we do. If you slam those eyes shut, cause upper respiratory distress and irritation, they don't like that. They panic and they don't know what it is and they leave. So, I mean, it makes total sense. Uh, Saber's early bear sprays were tested in Alaska, which helped their product product receive official reg, uh, registration with the Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, which I think is kind of funny <laughs> that they have to be EPA registered. A requirement for today's modern bear defense sprays. Why do they have to be EPA registered? Uh, not, you know, I don't know. Oh, probably because... How it affects the bear when you spray it and what it releases and how they deal with the environment, environment protection agency. Like, I mean, a can of spray paint relieves, you know, sprays the same aerosols into the air. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, after laboratory testing proved these cans can be effective. During an aggressive bear encounter, a new industry was born, one that only seems to be growing each year as more people come in contact with animals in the wild. One common misconception with bear spray versus pepper spray, I thought this was interesting, Right, is uh, you cannot use just the keychain spray for like you would use on a keychain, you know, uh, to keep a car yeah. thief or something. <laughs> You know, don't use just those hand because they only spray like ten feet. Yeah, they're gonna. And they're gonna. If a bear's within ten hand. foot, <laughs> if a bear's within ten foot, his claws can reach out and peel the layer of skin off of your face at that distance. He'll actually opinion. knock it out of your hand and then laugh. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> he jumps on your face. Yes, and you'll lose your keys. <laughs> Thirty-five feet. Uh, is what most the maximum range of bear spray is now. So 35 feet gives you just enough distance between a charging animal. Um, but it's also the ingredients are much stronger in bear sprays. Really funny part of this that I wanted to touch on uh, before we have to take a break is that uh, in this article... Uh, where was it that it said, oh, a couple of funny things I thought were funny in this article. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service reported that bear spray is effective 92% of the time. Yeah, those poor 8%ers. <laughs> <God. laughs> it's like, how do you know? Well, out of 100 people, you know, yeah. eight of them We've, are laying We there. know that of 100 cans that were used and 92 of them. <laughs> made it back <laughs> oh man i'd like to also that survey. it gives uh it gives angles a lot of people think you uh spray 90 degree angle when you're standing straight up but the problem is sometimes you stand over the bear and a 30 to 45 degree angle is 
is more recommended two sec in two second burst, which I think is really funny. Like you're going to pull out, you know, your speed square, <laughs> your geometry speed square during a bear attack running at you and uh, say, oh, whoa, 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 that was 90% spray. I need to change the angle. No, that's not probably I, I how think, that's going to work out. I think better than that is just in the burst, like two second burst. Man, when a bear's cut, you, you just lay on it, right? You just yeah. It says don't do that, though. It close. says don't. It says do multiple bursts uh, because you don't want to run out. It only lasts for like ten or fifteen seconds. The whole can, so you got to do small bursts and make a cloud. It also says if you can. Uh, where was that part? It made me laugh about being downwind. If you can uh, yes. Did you read that part? Yeah. It says oh, if you're downwind and you get a little bit on you, the best thing to do is clear your eyes and slow your breathing. You're getting attacked by a bear, right? A bear is charging you. You're supposed to close your eyes, slow your breathing if you're if you're downwind. But try and be upwind when you spray. Like you're gonna like you're gonna stop this bear attack and be like, hold on a second, pick up some grass. You know, I just pictured like yeah, you know, you throw up the grass in the air to see which way it or the, some leaves to see which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, and then you change the angle by running. running. Yeah, you take a little baby powder out of your pocket and throw it up in the air to see which way the wind is going. And you're like, let me let me run around this bear and get on the other side of it as he's running after me, and uh, see so I can spray this downwind. You know, anyway, I, I that just, was those were just some funny parts I saw in this article, which obviously led to the beginning where I was ranting a bit about an opinionated article. So always use your bear spray downwind if you can. Otherwise, you need to slow your breathing and close your eyes during a bear attack. I think closing your eyes is good. Good advice there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, mama. And say a little prayer while you're doing it. Yeah. Curl up like a baby on the ground and cry as well. All right. Hey, we've got a whole nother hour of the outdoor zone so stick around uh it's the outdoor zone we are live from lafayette louisiana and the bunkhouse coming back at you catch us 24 7 365 at theoutdoorzone.com